right, we are live. Good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is November 4th, 2021, in week 144. If you're new around here, welcome to Joy in the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out trying to hear what thus says the Lord. As you can see from the title was a question It's saying, has someone deceived you? I remember in the book of Galatians, Paul called him foolish. And he said, who have bewitched you to where you don't believe the truth? So we definitely have to be careful who we listen to, because um, in one place it says our greatest enemy is they are they of our own household, the ones that we trust the most. So we definitely have to be sure whoever we're listening to what they're saying is coming from the scripture because that's the only way that we're going to be saved so without any further ado i'm going to pass it over to minister tony banks so we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message as always i hope you guys get something out of it praise the lord to you guys hopefully god has uh, blessed you and i know he has so hopefully you've been able to see those blessings uh and be grateful for them and so at this time we're going to go into a word of prayer you guys will join in with us we greatly encourage you to do so gracious lord thank you for being so loving so kind so forgiving uh, thank you for just doing all the things lord that you do for us lord we're asking that uh, the things that we say the things that we're trying to be about the lifestyle that we're trying to live lord that it would not be just hot air that it wouldn't just be talk that it wouldn't just be words uh, trying to impress someone else lord but that it would be something sincere or that you would work a work in us that uh, people would see your light shining through us and so lord we're asking that you would just continue to give us a mindset uh, continue to give us a mind of humility a mind of uh, just getting the job done doing whatever it takes lord to be saved but we're asking that you would uh you would just continue to open our understanding open our ears lord just continue to uh, lead and guide us into all truth lord we're, we're asking for uh, your hand to be upon uh, the nation at this time the whole world lord that all of us uh, would have a desire to be saved lord because we know that there are so many people who don't want anything to do with you and so lord for uh, those that are your children lord we're asking that you would call them home tonight lord uh, that you would continue to do wonderful things in their lives but we're praying for the bible study tonight that uh, your word would go forth and our words would decrease lord we're asking that you would just open uh, our eyes to things we've never seen before open our ears to things we've never heard before lord we're praying that no matter what happens to us in this life that you would remind us that there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm lord we understand that so many of us are struggling with uh, different things at this hour lord but we understand and we know and we believe that you are the almighty god the everlasting father the prince of peace lord we understand that you have all power and so lord we're believing in you to bring us through whatever storms whatever trials and tribulations that are before us and so lord we'll forever praise you we'll honor you we'll tell the whole world about you and so lord we're praying all these blessings in your loving name jesus amen amen so tonight's topic has someone deceived you 
Now, the answer to this question, I'll tell you, the answer is yes. We have all, A-L-L, we have all been deceived at some point or another. Now, if you say, well, <laughs> some people's pride won't let them admit that they've been deceived. Some people don't want to admit that, you know, they've been tricked, that they've been fooled before. But we have all been deceived at one point or another. But the true question is, will we stay that way? What are we going to do about it? Because when you're deceived, you don't know it. You have no idea. It's a shock. It's a surprise to you. That's what deception is. And so that's the question tonight. Has someone deceived you? And more so, what are you willing to do about it? And so we're going to look at Ephesians chapter five here. And we'll, we'll start at verse six. And let's see what the, the writer says here. Let no man deceive you with vain words. Let He said, don't let anybody deceive you. Don't let anyone deceive you because it's going to take someone to do this. It's going to take someone. But he said, don't let it happen. See, we have the power. We have the power with God's help because he's going to give us the power. So it's up to us to not be deceived. If anyone is deceived, sure, we start out not knowing, but God has given us the ability to find out. See, we find out everything we want to know in this world. If there is a question we have, if we truly want to know, we do a lot of searching for the answer. We try to make a lot of things happen. You know, we have planes now. We haven't always been able to fly. But somebody had a thought. Somebody said, you know what? I want to fly. I, I want to go up there. I want to see what's beyond the sky. And so they went to work on that thing. And somebody else took part in that vision. And they went to work. And somebody else went to work. So I'm saying that to say anything we want to do, if we truly want to do it, we make it happen. We get to work. We don't just kick our feet up and relax. And so it even comes back to deception. Even if we're deceived, God knows the, the Bible tells us the devil deceived the whole world. He's deceived all of us at some point. But what are we going to do about it is the question. How do we respond to that deception? Let's keep reading, Evan. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. He said, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. You know what the devil wants to deceive us to do? Be disobedient. That's, that's his plan. He understands. He just needs to get us to be disobedient. And the way he does that is by deceiving us. He's deceiving us. Now, somebody out there feels I'm not deceived. We say, well, I already know this. Well, I know that. 
we know everything. And that's the mindset of someone who is easily deceived because we cannot admit when we don't know something. We don't try to find out. And so talking to uh, various people, I see how God's people are deceived. I'm not talking about the people who uh, don't believe in God, the people who don't want anything to do with God. I'm talking about the people who they have a zeal for God. They're passionate about him. You know, they do all sorts of religious acts. They fast. They pray. They take communion. They do all sorts of things and yet are deceived. They still don't know the true God still don't know what it is that God wants us to do. And this bothers me. And so being a preacher is my job to help. It's my job to tell truly what is God's word. So the scripture here said, don't let anyone deceive you with vain words. It's the words. See, we have to be careful what we hear. Those words have power. Now, we've said it before. The old saying goes, sticks and stones may break my bones. But words, man, those words will never hurt me. Now, that was a lie. <laughs> that was a lie there. That was deception right there to make you think words Words can't hurt you, but words will deceive you. If you take those words to heart, they will deceive you. I want to show you what I mean. Let's move, Melvin, if you will, to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew 16. Now, this is what Jesus taught. Matthew 16. And let's start at verse 6 here. Uh, yeah, let's start at verse six here. Then Jesus said unto them. Now, this is Jesus talking to his twelve. All right. Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. He said, I want you to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. Beware of the leaven. Now, what he's getting at is the words. He said, I want you to beware of the words. The same thing that somebody's saying, it, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't hurt me. Now, you know, we say that, but I ask you, somebody ever said something to you and it hurt your feelings, made you want to cry. They may have said something made you and it made you upset, made you angry. So those words have an effect. Regardless of what someone said, you know, people can tell you some words and it makes you happy. It makes you smile. Words mean something. Those same words can deceive you. If it's not the right word, see, we have to know which words to take heed to, which words to pay attention to, which words we need to just forget that was even said. But it's. It seems all too often that we remember a whole lot of stuff that we should forget about and the things we should remember 
We don't even try to remember that. Somebody said, oh, how do you remember all those scriptures? It's God. But also, I understand the scriptures are important. A lot of this other stuff was well, so-and-so said this. Well, I, President, President Biden said that. Uh, Ex-President Trump said this. That, that, that don't mean anything. We're, we're wanting to gospel about something. But there are some things that are truly important that we should be paying attention to. So Jesus here, we're talking about being deceived. Jesus said, I want you to be aware because somebody's going to, to deceive you. We have the Pharisees and the Sadducees. These are two groups of religious people. These are two groups. Now, if they were in our time today, you know what we would call them? These are two denominations. That's what we would call them today. These are two different churches. That's what we would call them today. Today, we would call this the denominations. He said, I want you to be aware of these other people. They, are, they both believed in God. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, they believed in God. But they had different ideals about God. Jesus, I want you to be aware. Because there are some things that they're teaching. They're not true. They are not true. And this is what happens to us today. We're following groups of people. And the things that these people are teaching us is not true. It is not true. So Jesus said, I want you to beware. So I want to pull this out. Yeah, really quickly, um, David says, sometimes it is we ourselves that deceive ourselves. Sure, sure it is. Sure it is. But we have everything we need to not be deceived. It just takes us to put in some work to find out and accept what we find. So let's read down. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, it is because we have taken no bread. Now, Levin, they understood what he was talking about. Now, today, we don't know what leaven is. We use uh, leavening agents today. Uh, if you cook. You know, you use uh, especially like yeast or something along those lines to make the bread rise. Uh, that's what the, the leaven was, uh, just something to make uh, it rise. And so they began to wonder, what is he talking about? They said, is it because we didn't bring any bread with us? So he's saying we shouldn't take the bread from the Pharisees and Sadducees. They're confused by this. But I want to make this plain to you. So now I'm, I'm going to skip uh, to verse 11. I'm not going to read all of it, but uh, to summarize it for you, Jesus said, you know, I'm not talking to you guys about physical bread. Jesus always used something natural to explain something spiritual. He always did that. And so it wasn't about physical bread here. It's about the words. 
So he, he tells them uh, this to sum it up. I'm skipping a few things, but go ahead, Mel. Real quickly, Sister Rosie says, praise the Lord, you Pray. all. Praise the Lord. Praise him. Thank you for tuning in. So um, verse 11, how is it that ye do not understand that I speak it not to you concerning bread, mm -hmm. that ye should beware of the living of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees? He said, I'm not talking about actual bread. I'm not talking about biscuits and rolls. I'm not, I'm not talking about white bread, wheat bread. That, that's not what we're talking about. It's deeper than that. He's trying to get them to see someone is going to deceive you if you're not careful. If you're not careful, someone out there is going to deceive you. Go ahead, Mel. Then understood they how that he bade them not beware of the living of the bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. He said, it's the doctrine. We're not talking about physical bread. We're talking about spiritual bread, the doctrine. Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. It's about their words. You know, we're deceived by people's words today. It's words that people are saying that deceives us. I was talking to a man recently and we began to talk words. We talked some words. And he began to talk about purgatory. And I know that's deception. See, purgatory is this place that a lot of people believe in now. A lot of people believe in this. This idea that someone who they weren't quite saved, they might have been on the journey, but they weren't saved. However, they died. And instead of being lost and going to hell, God gave them another chance in another place that they can get themselves right there. And then they could finally go to heaven. You know, this is what the devil wants us to believe. This is what he wants us to believe. Because that mindset tells me, you know, Tony, you don't have to get right here. <laughs> you got time, brother. Look, even if you're not right here, you can get right in the next life. And then you got time, see. You know, I began, as the man started talking about this, I said, man, let me ask you something. You know, I want you to think about something. If you have to be at work at 7.30 in the morning, if you wake up at 5 a.m., you know what you're going to do. <laughs> you're going to look at your time. You say, oh, man, I'm up way too early. <laughs> you say, I'm going back to sleep. I got plenty of time. But now if you have to be at work at 7.30 a.m. and you wake up, and the clock says 7.20. Oh, you're on a ball. You're moving as fast. <laughs> you're moving as fast as you possibly can. Because you understand you don't have a lot of time. You have a sense of urgency. And that's what the devil is trying to take away from somebody. By telling them, look, look, friend, it's a purgatory. You, you got time? That's what that tells you. Without actually saying it, he's deceiving you. That's what he's doing. 
the scripture tells us is once appointed for a man to die. And after after that, he's going into the judgment. After we die, we're we're going into judgment. There's no there's no more. Well, well, I, I can get it right over here. See, that's what happened to the rich man that went to hell. He didn't go to no purgatory. He went to hell because he had his opportunity. Even Abraham reminded him, he said, look, all the days of your life, you fared sumptuously. He said, you had a good time. You did things you wanted to do, but now you're suffering. But it's because you did not get ready. These are the doctrines of the Pharisees and Sadducees today. The different religious groups telling us so many things and doing nothing but deceiving the people, the people of God. But we have an opportunity tonight. Jesus said, don't let them. Don't let them deceive you. So. Scripture closed up here. What verse did we start at? Uh, we started at 6, 7, then we went to 11 and 12. Uh, I don't even remember uh, what exactly I was looking for. But so I, I wanted to deal with just some of these things that people are saying that is deceiving us. You know, one of these, one of the other popular things. Uh, and actually, the guy told me, he said, well, you know, I, I said, well, who can go to purgatory? Who, who's able to get to this place? If you say this is real, who's going to be there? He said, well, you know, it's the people who. They didn't do any big sins. You know, they, they didn't murder somebody. And, you know, all of the things that people who deceive you. Now, he got this from someone else. Someone taught him this. So I don't blame him. But now all these things that people are going to say to deceive you with their words is going to go completely against scripture. Now, the scripture tells us that all sin is unri all unrighteousness. Excuse me. All unrighteousness is sin. It's not murder is is greater than a lie. Not in, not according to God. See, so I wanted the man to think about this. Think about how at the very beginning of time, look at the sin that we say was committed. Now, all all of us today, if you think about the sin Adam and Eve committed, you will say they ate of the fruit of the tree. Somebody's going to say it was an apple. OK, well, if you say it was an apple now. Is eating an apple, is that so uh, heinous? Is that so uh, gruesome? You say, man, that's not a big sin. Well, if you feel that way, look at everything that's come of eating the apple. Now, I don't think it was an apple, but whatever you want to go with. Apple, pear, plum, 
whatever fruit you want to call it, it doesn't matter. Look at all the things that have come about. See, right now, I know I woke up this morning, Melvin. I had ice on my windshield. I couldn't hop straight in the car and move it. I had to wait for the ice to come off. You know, it was extremely cold. It was what uh, in the 30s this morning. And you know, we didn't we wouldn't have had to worry about that if that sin had not been committed. I wouldn't have to, man, I need me a jacket on. I need three jackets on. Because I just can't seem to get warm. Wouldn't have to worry about that. But because of that small sin in our eyes, according to man, that sin was small. According to God, though, that sin was large. It was a great sin. They were kicked out of the Garden of Eden because of the one sin. They only committed one sin. It's not like they have been committing this sin and that sin and this sin. They did one sin. Once. But you know, today we're being deceived and told you can continue sinning. That's what we're told. We say it's no big deal. The man said, can't you be forgiven, though? See, the devil has deceived us. Even on forgiveness, somebody's teaching, somebody's words, vain words, they're telling us, well, all you got to do is just ask for forgiveness, but you can keep doing the same wrong thing. It just won't work. It won't work. You know, even here in the United States, you can commit a crime which is really what the law, the law uh, is just another name for sin against the law. Uh, it's, it's just a crime. We call it a crime instead of a sin. Uh, and I say that uh, in regards to the law, I'm not saying it's a sin uh, to God. I'm saying in regards to the law, uh, it's just a transgression of the law. And so even if you get a speeding ticket, now once you do these things so much, they start to add on more consequences. And if you get too reckless, they say, you know what? We're just going to take your license. You're no longer going to be able to drive. And I said that to say this, even with the law, even with the law, we cannot continue to commit the same crimes. There's greater punishment. There's a punishment down the road if we try to keep committing the same crime. That's how it is with God. He's wanting us to go and sin no more. As he told the lady caught in adultery, he said, go and sin no more. It's not that he won't forgive you. Sure, forgiveness is, is, is true. That's what we're preaching and teaching is forgiveness. But it's not true repentance. You're not truly sorry if you want to keep doing it. That's not truly sorrowful. But these are things people are deceiving us on. So Jesus said, look, I want you to watch out for what they're teaching. And these are things people are teaching in churches. 
You go to someone's church and learn these things. People saying, I'm sent of God to say this. Someone is deceiving us. So, this is where we are tonight. I, uh, was so, what was really sad is that these things are coming from preachers. That's what's sad. Now, I'm a preacher, so I'm not going to say all preachers are teaching false things. I'm not going that far because I'd be indicting myself. But we need to be examining what is being said. I want you to go back and analyze what I'm saying. I want you to. Because you'll find that it's in the book. But there are so many things that preachers are saying and they're deceiving God's people. You know, I, I uh, one guy, I remember uh, God, uh, preachers. And they invited me to a uh, cookout that they were having. I said, no, man, I, no, I won't be there. I let you know that now. Because I already know the music you guys are going to be playing out there. That's not what I want to hear. They said, oh, man, ain't nothing wrong. You know, that's the first thing. <laughs> that's the first thing they say when they want to deceive you about something. They said, it ain't nothing wrong with it. They make you feel it's okay. It's safe. Vain words. Paul said, let no man deceive you with vain words. It's the words that make the difference. They said, man, it ain't nothing wrong. And they're smiling at you. You say, okay, then. Well, well he got to be right. He's a preacher. He knows. He said, ain't nothing wrong with that. He said, I listen to my blues now. I listen to this. I listen to that. But, you know, how can that music be godly? If it's telling you to do all the ungodly things, how can it be of God? If the music says, go party, go fornicate, go do all these evil things that God told you not to do. And then you turn around and say it's of God. I remember a lady, uh, even on Bible study, she told me her parents were preachers. She's a preacher's child. And I remember she, uh, she, I think she had posted something, uh, a song she was listening to. And I said, my God, you know, that, that's what you're listening to. I thought you wanted to listen to golly music. She said, well, it, it ain't nothing wrong with it. And she even went so far to tell me, she said, well, I pray before I listen to it. What now? Why in the world? <laughs> Would you need to pray, God, help me not to do no wrong when I listen to this song? Why do you need, why do you need to pray? The songs you're listening to, they should be a prayer anyways. The songs that you're listening, that you should be listening to, it should be godly music. Music that it might even be a prayer in the lyrics. So that tells me. 
something's wrong with it. But these are the people. These are the people that Jesus was talking about. He said, beware. Beware of it. Beware of the doctrine. Let's read that verse again, Melvin. Then understood they how that he bade them not beware of the leaven of the bread, mm -hmm. but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. He said, I want you to watch out for what they're teaching. That's what I want you to watch out for. But you know, one other thing I hear people say, well, it don't matter where you go to church at. They say, well, you can go anywhere. See, they're all teaching the same thing. See, God's telling them. My God, why then are there so many different ones? It, it doesn't matter what belief you want to have in this world. You can find a church that'll back you. And if you can't, you know what you can do. Start your church up. You'll get the seeds filled. No matter what belief you want to believe in this world. You'll find a church with it. But they say, well, it doesn't matter. I, I want to see what Jesus had to say about that. Let's uh let's go to Matthew 15. Uh just flip back one chapter and drop down to verse 14. See, Jesus cleared up all these things that we're deceived on. Because it matters where you go. That's the reason Jesus told them, look, don't go over there. Be, beware of the Pharisees and Sadducees, what they're teaching. They're going to be teaching you some things that are not true. It matters. Jesus himself is telling us it matters where you go. It matters what you listen to because it's the words. Words mean a lot. You know, the scripture tells us, uh, we're going to be judged for all of our words. Every idle word, he said, we'll have to give an account. Why did you say this? Why did you say that? Someone deceiving us into saying words don't matter. You know, I had a man tell me before we read this verse, you know, people will try to deceive you. He said, oh, you know, I don't think certain words are curse words profanity he said I, I don't think those are curse words i said wow you know do you talk to your boss like this would you go into an interview like this would you use these words in church he said oh well well i wouldn't use it in church because my mama my mama she would whoop me i said no god gonna whoop you <laughs> no it ain't about your mama here brother <laughs> god is the one you have to pay an account to is God not your parents not your grandparents not me it's God that you have to answer to so we're deceived today because we want to talk like this we want to talk filthy but someone is deceiving us into thinking this and so Jesus cleared this up because we're under this mindset. It doesn't matter where you go. You say, man, you, <laughs> you can go wherever you want to go. We, we're all going to be saved. 
That's what the enemy wants you to think. Let's see what he said, Melvin. Let them alone. He said, leave them alone. See, we're still talking about the Pharisees and Sadducees. He told them in the next chapter, he said, beware what they're teaching, the doctrine. You know, that's what makes a church the doctrine. The doctrine is nothing but their beliefs. That's what makes the church. The beliefs make the church up. Whether it's Methodist, whether it's Baptist, Apostolic, it doesn't matter. Catholic, Presbyterian, Episcopalian, you know, it, it doesn't matter. The beliefs make up the church. So Jesus said, look, let them alone. Go ahead, Melvin. They be blind, leaders of the blind. Now, this is where a lot of people are attending services. Jesus said they're blind. The preachers are blind. The people on the deacon board, blind. The motherboard, blind. Now, this is what Jesus said now. He said they be blind leaders. He said the people in leadership, they're blind. They don't know nothing. Now, this is what Jesus said. Someone is deceiving people. You got people in leadership today. You know, we look up to the leaders. We say, oh, wow, you know. It's the president. Oh, it's Congress. We look up to our leaders. But we better be beware. We better make sure that what they're saying fits God's agenda. Not the United States Constitution agenda. Not the agenda of this country or that country. Does it line up with God's word? Does it line up with God's word? You know, I haven't found it be a sin for people to fornicate according to the law. It's not a crime according to the law. As long as you have eight, they don't care what you do. But now to God, it's wrong. Read that again for me, Mel. Let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. He said they're blind leaders the people up front blind the people following them he said they're blind too now this tells me it matters where I go I want some where I go I want somebody to know something I need you to know something because my soul depends on this and even your soul but I'm especially concerned about my soul I don't want to go to hell now, if you decide, but Tony, look, you can stop talking to me, brother, sister. <laughs> hey, God bless you. Peter told me to save myself, though, because I can't make you be saved. So if you don't want to do right, do what you want to do. But Jesus said, leave them alone. We're talking about these religious groups that are blind. He said, leave them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. Go ahead, man. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. He said, that's where they're going. They're going to end up in hell. That's what he's telling us. They're blind. They don't know the right direction to go in. And they're leading other people who don't know the right direction. He said, they'll both be lost. But the reason we're deceived is because we're allowing it. 
we allow ourselves to be deceived because there's going to come a point in time in our lives God makes the information known to us. He gives us an opportunity. You know, every now and then, whenever I'm talking to someone who's deceived, you know, you ask them questions, you show them scriptures, and you know what they do, Melvin? They get choked up a little bit. They, <laughs> uh, they, they stumble. They, they, they see it. They're like, oh, wow, th- th- he, this person knows what they're talking about. But you know what they revert back to? But this, but that, and well, well, see, I'm I'm this till I die. I had a man tell me. He said, I'm Baptist till I die. <laughs> Brother, you can be blind till you die if you want to. <laughs> be blind till you die then, brother. But this is your soul that's at stake. I won't be anything till I die. I'm going to be what God is calling me to be. If God tells me, Tony, you need to start believing this way, even though I already was believing a certain way, I need to do what he tells me. I don't need to just hold on to something just because I think it's right. Just because I want it to be right. I have to be willing to change. I have to be. That's the reason the Lord chose Peter, because Peter was a man who was strong in his beliefs. Until God told him he needed to change. They didn't believe, and we're we're not going to get too off the subject, but they didn't believe in people outside of the Jews being saved until the Lord revealed to him they can be. So he changed. We have to be willing to change or else we're going to fall into a ditch. So my prayer is, Don't let my heart be hardened. Don't let me be deceived. Wherever I'm deceived that Lord help me to be humble enough to come out of that deception. Because there's a lot of things going around today. People tell me, well, you don't have to worry about this. You don't have to worry about that. It's okay. We're being deceived. Blind leading the blind. People that don't know. They're fast to tell you something that they don't know. See it happen all the time. But this is what we can do. I want to get another scripture uh, in the book of Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 17 and verse 11. This is what we can do so we're not deceived. But now it's going to take us to do something. We have to do something about this. Acts chapter 17 and verse 11. These were more noble than those in Thessalonians. Now we're comparing two groups of people. The scripture said these people here, they knew more than this other group. And here's why. And that they received the word with all readiness of mind. We have to receive God's word. We have to be willing to receive his word. And that means even when something goes against what we thought, we got to be willing to receive it and do this about it. Go ahead and search the scriptures daily. We got to search the scriptures daily. We have to search the scriptures. This can't be a once a month. You know, (laughs) 
My God, you know, people today, man, they say you don't have to go to church that much. You don't even have to be in church. You know, that's what they teach today. That's what they teach today. You don't even have to be in there. They said we're, we're going to have church one time a month. <laughs> they said we'll have church once a year. <laughs> and after a while, we won't have church at all. Somebody's deceiving us. We need this stuff daily. We need to be searching the scriptures. We need to be asking questions. We need this daily so we won't be deceived. We, I think we got some comments, man. We better get to some of it. Uh, yeah, David said Jesus told the harlot to go and sin no more a while ago. Uh, G he also says Jesus warned about the false prophets. They'd beware false prophets. And then David said he said that if even an angel from heaven come teaching any other doctrine, let them be accursed. And that is definitely true. Mm -hmm. And um, Sister Barbara says, Amen. I believe that is what I have to go back and see. Yes. So thank you for tuning in as well. And then we had a question um, on uh, Join the Mist of the Storm page. Um, Chelsea says, Praise the Lord. And also, what about the apostolic faith churches that practice other doctrines? How do you distinguish right from wrong at that point? That's the scripture we just read. Read that again for me in verse uh, 11, because what we're looking at here in Acts chapter 17 and verse 11, we're looking at different churches. These are different churches here. Uh, read, read, read verse 11 for me. Let's start that verse. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica. See, we're comparing two different churches here, two different churches. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica. Two different churches. We have Thessalonians. That's, um, uh, the book of Thessalonians was written to the church in Thessalonica. He's comparing this church with another church, which you actually would find that church uh, in verse 10. The church in Berea. That's in verse 10. Let's, let's read that verse, man, while we're here. And the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Berea. So Paul and Silas went to Berea. Everywhere Paul went, he was preaching, trying to get somebody to not be deceived. You know, I won't, I won't get into that. But I thought about the people he went down to in Athens. He found some folks deceived. They didn't know who God was. And that's how we are today. People think they know who God is. We don't know who he is. We're deceived. Paul said, I'll declare unto you the unknown God. Let's, let's get back to where we are, Melvin. Read that again for me. And the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Berea, mm -hmm. who coming thither went into the synagogue of the Jews. They went and started preaching to some folks and started telling them some things they never heard before. They started telling them. And he's going to compare these folks. Now, this is one church in Berea. He's comparing this church to the church in Thessalonica. Go ahead in verse 11. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica. He said the church in Berea, they, now these folks, they had this thing way better than the folks in Thessalonica. But look at the reason why. See, we have an opportunity today to not be deceived. We have an opportunity 
to not be deceived. But we have to be willing to do something. I know people have told you, well, child, you don't have to do nothing but believe. You better put some actions to that belief. Because talk alone isn't going to get it. It has to be some actions to back it. You know, salvation is <laughs> the easiest thing in the world to get. If you listen to folks that deceive you. Because they tell you, you don't have to do nothing. But everything else in the world, we got to work for it. You want to eat, you better work for it. I don't care if somebody gives you a plate for free. You got to work to put it in your mouth. You got to work to chew it. You got to work to swallow it. You have someone, someone even for someone who's, uh, well, you got to work for it. Even once that food, even after you swallow it, after a few minutes, after, after a little while, you know what you're going to hear? Your stomach's working. Starts making sounds in there. Your stomach's working to process this food. There's some work involved in everything in life, including salvation. You got to do something. Jesus said to himself, take up your cross. You got to do something and follow me. So back to where we are. These people, they were more noble than the people in Thessalonica. And this is why. And this is what's going to answer your question. All right. And that they received the word with all readiness of mind. We have to receive the word. Uh-huh. With all readiness of mind. Mm -hmm. And search the scriptures daily. And we got to search the scriptures See, we're not searching the scriptures, Melvin. You know what we're doing? We're searching the internet. We say, is this wrong? Is getting, is lying wrong? And you know what we do? We go to Google. Now, I'm not telling you not to ever Google no questions like this. But what I am telling you is we need to go to the scriptures. Go see what the scriptures say about this. Because we'll read some paragraphs on what uh, uh, John said or, or Jim or Jeffrey. And they never once even quoted a scripture. They're just talking about their own personal opinion. And we come away from that thing saying, well, yeah, it's OK to get drunk. But the scripture plainly said it wasn't. And we believe it because we never searched the scriptures. And what we did search, we didn't have an open mind. Our mind wasn't open to receive it because we want the answer to be, yeah, it's okay to get drunk because we want to do it. We want the answer to be, yeah, it's okay to live with somebody who's not your spouse. That's what we want the answer to be. We say, well, I don't see nothing wrong with it. It ain't a sin. We want fornication to be okay. You have Christian people. I remember a young guy was thinking about marrying uh, this girl. I said, man, yeah, it's a good thing then. You love her. Go ahead and marry her. Because I already know sin is going to get involved if it hasn't already sin is going to get involved fornication will be there 
and God doesn't want us to sin. But you have parents who say we're Christian. They encourage their kid don't get married. But your your uh, your girlfriend and your boyfriend, they can come spend the night with you, though. These are the things Christian so-called parents are doing. Someone is deceiving us. God is not okay with these things. God isn't okay with it. He's not. So we have to search the scriptures daily. Uh-huh. Whether those things were so. We have to search the scriptures daily to see if the things we're saying are being taught and practiced. We got to search the scriptures to see if it's actually true. This doesn't mean, well, yeah, I read this verse before. That That's not what this means. We got to even go to the same verses over and over. And then God will open up our understanding. We have to keep going back. Reviewing. And God will show us some things and we'll, you know, what we'll say, man, the same thing we've always said. Wow. I, I didn't I didn't even know that was in there. Wow. I never seen it. Now we read this stuff. This stuff that I read. And I know I've read it and still God will open my eyes to something new. The same way. You can be uh, in a town. Somebody say, oh, you seen the store next to Walmart? You say it's next to Walmart and you've been to Walmart a thousand times. They say, yeah, it's right there, right there by Walmart. And you say, OK, and you go over there and you look and sure enough, it's there. And you never seen it before. You never knew it was there. This is how the scripture is. Stuff is there. Even though we've looked, we still hadn't seen it. But God respects persistence. I've been talking about this for some uh, time now. He respects persistence. He rewards persistence. If you keep searching, if you keep looking, God will open up things to you that you didn't see. But you have to be willing to keep doing it. Jesus told them in another place, he said, search the scriptures. We better get this scripture before we get out of here. While we're looking that up, David has two more comments. He says, we have to search the scriptures for ourselves mm -hmm. to make sure that what we are being taught lines up with the word of God and mm -hmm. not just taking someone's word that it says this or that. And he also says, rightly divide. The word of truth. We have to rightly divide the word of truth. Let's pick up the John chapter 5 and verse 39. We have to rightly divide it. We have to make sure that it's right. What is being said, that's, that's so true. Rightly divide it. You know, things get mixed up and you can't tell what's what. I was talking to uh, a great preacher in he gave me this example, and I hope this isn't too graphic for you, but, you know, we want, even when we get a plate of food, you know, you want that plate of food divided. You don't want the greens mixed up with your chicken. You got your piece of fried chicken on there. You got some greens. You don't want all the juice 
to sog your chicken up. You know, you got mashed potatoes on the plate. You know, all of the food that you have on the plate, you don't want it all to get mixed up. You want it to be separated, rightly divided. But you know what happens when you put it in your mouth? And it travels down to your stomach. All this stuff gets mixed up. And every once in a while, I know you've seen vomit. And so, like I said, I don't want to be too uh, disturbing to you. But if you were to vomit, you know, all of that food that was once divided, you can't tell what's what now. It's all mixed in together. That's the word of God. It's all mixed in together. But it takes someone that God sends to rightly divide that thing to where you can see, all right, this is what this is saying. And this is that part over there. And this is it takes someone that God sends to do this. But the one who is deceived, he can't tell what it is, but they tell you they can. Let's let's get this verse. John five and thirty nine. Search the scriptures. Jesus, Jesus tells us, search the scriptures. Somebody heard him. Over in Berea, somebody heard him. They were searching the scripture. The Bible said daily. These people want to find out, man, is this true? They wanted to find out. They're asking questions. They're in Bible study. I remember listening to a preacher preach and he talked about how uh, he went to one place preaching and uh, when the people would get there for Bible study, they would literally get out of their cars and run to the church. They would legit run to the church. But he said he respected it because it's showing, you know, now I'm not saying that's necessary. Of course, you can walk inside the building. I don't want you to think, well, he said, I got to run. No, I'm not saying that. But what he was trying to show was these people had a hunger. They were thirsting. They really wanted to know the word of God. They were serious. But you know what we do? We drag to church. We say, oh, it'll be OK. I know I've been late, but I, I don't feel it's OK. I don't feel it's OK. But we have no sense of urgency. We say, ah, it'll be all right. You know, God hears that. He sees that mindset. He sees it's not something serious to us. So Jesus says, search the scriptures. And this is how we will find out what's true. No matter if it's this church that's saying it or if it's that church, search the scriptures daily to find out. If we're actually being deceived, search the scriptures. Let's finish this verse off, man. For in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. Jesus said, you think you're saved. Now look at exactly what he said here. He says, search the scriptures. Now, they've already read some scripture. This doesn't mean they haven't read anything. But he said, you think you're saved, though. But you need to go back and look again. And you know, you know what they told him. I already I know this stuff, man. I already know this stuff. Where did you go to school at? Where did you learn this stuff from? 
you know, we get caught up in looking at what people do. See, they looked at the fact that Jesus was a carpenter. They looked at the fact that his father was a carpenter. And so they looked down on him for it. And you know, we do the same thing today. You look down on someone because of the job that they do. See, we go to school and I've been to school. I don't think I'm great because of that. But that's because I understand God. But we look at someone who's been to school and they're educated and they're articulate and they use such great words. They have a very large lexicon, Melvin. They can use all these brilliant words. And we say, wow, you know, that's somebody I want to listen to there. They're educated. They've got three degrees. They got their master's degree. They went back. They got the doctorate. And we're fooled by this. We're deceived. Because we think they know something. That doesn't mean they know God. That does not mean they know God. I remember me and you, when we were watching. <laughs> My goodness. We were watching a documentary <laughs> on Jesus. And these people said, John the Baptist had an impact on Jesus' life. He made even Jesus himself rethink his whole ministry. Now, <laughs> I guess they thought Jesus was going down the wrong path, Melvin. <laughs> and when he seen John the Baptist, he said, my God, wow, I need to do better. You know, this is horrible. These are the things that people are teaching. They're deceiving somebody. Now, we watched this on what, Netflix? We, we watched it on Netflix. These people think Jesus had to learn from John the Baptist. Somebody's deceiving us. We better search the scriptures. So we, we're, we went, I went a few minutes over time. Uh, but if there are any other questions, do feel free to ask. And at this time, I will turn it over to Melvin because you guys know I can keep going. <laughs> Um, David has another comment that says, those that diligently seek will find. Yes, the scripture says he is a rewarder of they, of they who diligently seek him. We have to put in the time because I know that we wish the Bible, even myself, would just say things plainly. Like, just say what you mean. But if we had it just so easily, there wouldn't be any diligently seeking of him. Because that's why it says, search the scriptures daily. And we will know if we follow along to know and it's definitely important who we listen to because i remember when i was first starting out um, i have the U version bible app on my phone and they have a lot of videos and bible plans that explain the scripture and i used to be so into those but i was being deceived and a lot of times didn't even know myself i remember reading one it was on baptism and the very first thing it said was all right let's let's get this out of the way you do not have to be baptized to be saved. This is something that you do if you're comfortable with it and you want others to know that you're now a follower of Christ. And that was that was the last plan I read because that one I knew. But, you know, now and I'm not saying that I know just a lot now, but I definitely know more than I knew back then. So definitely uh, we have to be careful of what we read and what we hear i see we have a another comment on the joy in the midst of the storm page 
Uh, Chelsea says being deceived can be very sneaky and easily done, especially for people that are new to Christ and trying to learn and honestly don't know. Yes, that is definitely true. Um, Tony brought it up in one scripture. It says the devil has deceived the whole world. And even back in the third chapter of the book of Genesis, it says that the devil is the most subtle creature that God ever created. He'll make it sound so good. And the devil is smart, smarter than us because he knows the word. I heard somebody say he he got kicked out of heaven. So he knows what it takes not to get there. And he knows our weak spots. And that's what he will attack. He won't he won't start off with some big like God doesn't exist. He starts off with something small that would just get us thinking about things like maybe it's all right to fornicate. Maybe it's all right to get drunk. And then one lead, one thing will lead to another. So we have to be careful. We have to be ready. And I see we have another comment. Let me reload. Uh, Casey, how you doing, Casey? Um, he hey, says, see. powerful study tonight. Love you, my brothers, man. Love you as well. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, but that's all I had. And I see we don't have any more comments. So thank you to our commenters, David, Sister Rosie, Chelsea, Barbara, and Casey. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And as my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's a good topic each and every week. We hope to see you guys there. So if that be it, also we upload audio versions to every major podcast platform. I say at the beginning, but if some people don't know, there you go. Every major podcast platform, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, all Overcast, all, all those, Pandora now, they're there. So if you don't have time to catch the live stream, you can listen to it whenever or wherever. These are recorded, so you don't have to catch them live. But we would love to have you guys interact with us. And now, as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always, because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy, count it all joy, count it all joy. Again, there is reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. So if God blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the Word of God. You guys be blessed. Thank you again for tuning in. And have a happy, safe, and blessed and warm weekend. The temperatures are dropping out there. So again, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here alone with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We hope to see you guys there. Thank you. Also, as mentioned in the message, we have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. To join our messages, all you'd have to do is click the meeting link in the description. There is also a link to listen to all of our previous Zoom messages as well. We hope to see you guys join in on the study. And always remember to rejoice in the Lord always.